Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott join us now. That's, that's a tough one for the Jazz. And really, it's a defensive failure tonight. They do not ever find a way to stop the Grizzlies, whose offensive rating at the end of the night is a 121. Yeah, they <laughs> seemed as though Memphis just continued to get more and more confident as the game went on. And uh, the Jazz had, you know, a, a couple of breakdowns, you know, in, in different categories, rebounding, out in transition. But this one feels like, uh, yeah, like you said, David, this is one that, you know, you should win. And, and really, for the most part, the Jazz had, you know, with a minute nine up six, I would thought the thing was in the refrigerator. Um, but credit uh, Memphis with a hard-fought win and, and just tough timing, too, on that loose ball. Brace came down with that rebound, but unfortunately, the I guess when the whistle was blown, there was... The ball was still in the air. So do we blame that on the official for making that? Well, I mean, the, yeah. in a sense, if, you, if there was not goaltending, then the whistle should have never blown. Right. I mean, so just, the, that's the bad luck. Blew, yeah, yeah, the official blew the call. He thought there was goaltending. When they reviewed it, it wasn't. He blew the whistle. Therefore, it's a, they made the right call once he missed the call, right? But the official, yeah. the official missed the call. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's... I mean, you chalk that up, too, to just a bad luck and a tough timing That's on the whistle. That's a tough way to lose. Yeah, I'm not, I don't actually, I'm not taking that at all. Like, I got none of that. I'm sorry. I'm going to be 103-96. You have the ball on a fast break and you throw it away, that costs you a game. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're up three with 30 seconds left and you turn it over and give them a fast break, that costs you the game. Don't talk to me about the official. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be harsh, but that's. Like, you go blame the game on the officials tonight, no. and you will never win anything. No, well, no, no. Well, no, and my point wasn't we that. Were. It was more. No, I'm just saying, okay. like, yeah, yeah. for the fans, if we hear our players, I'm going to say it right now. If our players come out of the locker room blaming the officials tonight, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Because they had this game wrapped up multiple times, and they threw it away. And they didn't get any stops. Yeah. Big turnover there by Donovan. Huge. Up three with the, ba- with the basketball. What was it, 14 seconds yeah. on the clock? And yeah. frankly, the other one he turned over, too. Yeah, two of them. I mean, Desmond Bain, for the first, had not guarded Donovan much, came in here and gave Donovan the biz tonight. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and had, he gave him the biz on both yeah. ends, man. Give him credit. Yeah, for sure. Playing instead of Dylan, we would have been far better off Dylan Brooks out there, inefficient offensive player, and Donovan torches him because he overplays Donovan, he gets too aggressive. But Donovan, 5 of 20 tonight. Did have eight assists to his credit. But Desmond Bain, I mean, that's pretty awesome for a late first-round draft pick right there to come in here and have that kind of night. Season hey. high, right? Heard you saying that yeah. earlier. 30, 30th pick. I give Memphis a lot of credit. They're coming off their worst game of the year where they rolled over. Like, you know, they stayed afloat as long as the Titanic the other night in Miami, in Minnesota. That beat by 43? Yes. 43, yeah. And... You know, they've had a bunch of games this year where they've had some real duds where they just started really, really badly, and they didn't do it tonight. And, you know, against against New Orleans, they lost a bad one. They were down 13 at the end of one. They got blown out by Phoenix. They were down 13 at the end of one. Against Minnesota, they were down 30 at the half. They were down 40 at the end of three in their last game out, and they came out tonight. And that's the second time that's happened here in this building this year. Indiana had the same circumstance where Indiana went to the – Denver got hammered and came out with a little pride, and we got to be able to beat that. Yeah, Ja was, ja was really, really good. He was good tonight, man. They had a hard time keeping him 
contained, you know. I, first half was much better than the second half. He just got away from it. Well, nine for 30 from the field, 36 minutes. I might take that, by the way. Right? Like, I think Jaw was great tonight, but if I'm the Jazz and you tell me he's going to take 30 shots to get 32 points, I might take that. No, I thought they did a, a decent job there. It was just like that last play, though. You know, yeah, he just yeah, yeah. gets in the lane, everybody took, and then he just creates something based on that. I mean, they're got, we talked about on the broadcast, Jaron Jackson Jr. in wins shoots 45% from the field and 46 from three, and in losses, 31% from the field and 21% from three. And give Taylor Jenkins credit, he clearly knows it. He, like, opened up the third quarter and gave him three post-ups to get him going and get it feeling, and then he had a fabulous second half. So that last play that Jackson hit the three. Yeah. You think that was a design play, knowing that Rudy was going to come over and look for Jaron Jackson? I just think... You think? I, I mean, think it was an appropriate spacing. Like, I think Jaws looking to go shoot that, don't you? Uh, I would imagine yes, but the amount of time that was on the clock, I would imagine yes. But but he did recognize Rudy sagged he, in the lane. He, and he did find him. He did find him, yes. And, you know, Great. I think I'd rather have Jaron Jackson, who's about a 35% catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter, take that shot than John Moran at the rim. So, mm-hmm. give, again, to yeah, Tim's really point, give them credit. They played. Yeah, they did. They, they, they absolutely did. Exactly. Yeah. No, my point is just, uh, yeah, tough break. On the officials late, but like we better not. That's not one where we should be whining about that. Like, no way. No, hundred percent. Because we had this game and let it get away. Well, we'll be breaking it down next. Thank you guys. Thank you very Take much. Care, guys. All right, uh, Jazz fall tonight to the Grizzlies, one nineteen, one eighteen. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Tough one tonight. Jazz fall to the Grizzlies by one. 119, 118. Coach Lacombe game. The Jazz seem to have had uh, wrapped up a couple of times. And circumstance goes against them. Jaron Jackson hits a big three after getting the tip on a play from John Morant uh, to get the victory. The Jazz got one more possession. Donovan Mitchell couldn't quite get the shot to fall. That, that just shows you the importance of one possession. I mean, think about the the number of things in that game that the Jazz could have just shored up, you know, getting back better defensively, knowing it was the game plan issue. And late in the second half when Memphis kind of made that run, it was all kind of in transition. So um, there's a reason the Jazz kind of had the game under control for a, a bit and for sure should have shut that thing down. But crazy stuff happens in games. And, you know, the timing of, of an official's decision to look at a replay – I mean, it costs the Jazz a possession, um, and you know that's just one thing that goes bad. Bad luck, and then but you think about all the things they could have controlled, and that's where it gets uh, that's where it gets weighs on your mind pretty heavy. Fifteen total turnovers tonight for the Jazz, and some really poorly timed ones down the stretch. Yeah, the, just trying to maybe take one too many dribbles. Um, you know, not making the easy basketball play, making the, the more difficult one. And that stuff, again, it just comes back. It's just the, the hard part is you have to lose a game like this, you know, um, because for the most part, the Jazz really did compete. It was really just the, about an eight to ten minute stretch. I felt like Memphis just kind of got on a hot roll and the Jazz couldn't really slow them down. Bogdanovich had 24 to lead the way for the Jazz. Rudy Gobert had 23 to go ro- along with 13 boards and five block shots tonight for Rudy. In fact, uh, the Jazz as a team had 10 total blocks 
Uh, for the uh, Grizzlies, John ja Morant had 32, Desmond Bain had 28, and Jaron Jackson had 26. So kind of their big three players in this one really doing some damage. Yeah, the, they did it too, kind of the the old Memphis way. They hung in there. They were really resilient and gritty. Um, you know, they had not they didn't do a great job in the first half of going to the offensive glass. In the second half, they really emphasized it. And, and, you know, it's a huge part of the reason they stayed in the game. They ended up with 16 offensive rebounds. So, yeah, that that was more – I talked about it. They, they've kind of lacked that grit and toughness through the year, and when they've gotten down, they've kind of gone away. Tonight they kind of resorted to their old ways, and they stayed right in the game. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way. On Wednesday night, the Jazz will be in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Your final tonight, the Grizzlies beat the Jazz by 1, 119 to 118. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have postgame sound for you and continue to break this one down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz lose tonight to the Grizzlies here at Vivint Arena, 119 to 118. Lose at the last second thanks to a Jaron Jackson three-point bucket. We'll get you uh, sound from uh, Coach Snyder coming up here momentarily. But, uh, you know, say what you will about this Memphis team. They they fought really hard tonight. I mean, there's a team that played hard the whole way. And I guess this is a lesson to those uh, those coaches out there co- coaching the youngsters. Never give up. The game's never over. And uh, Memphis played hard up until the end, got a fortuitous, I guess, inadvertent whistle, which left the door open for him. But Jaron Jackson made the shot. So I agree with David. And during the broadcast, he talked about they need to change that rule, right? Like, uh, you almost need to go, okay, yeah, we blew the whistle here. What what was the outcome of that play? Um, but, again, we're not talking about the officiating. It was not – that was one instance. And I thought beyond that, the Jazz got a really good whistle all night long. Um, you know, the, the the tough part about it is, like I said, you, you live every moment. So, you know, Donovan's thinking about his turnover and, and Mike thinks about his turnovers and missed shots and missed opportunities – uh, and those are the things that drive you crazy about this game. But, yeah, I thought Memphis actually played that uh, about as textbook as you could down the last minute or so of the game. You know, the Jazz had some really good performances from uh, several players, even though it was a loss. Uh, Bogdanovich was just terrific. I mean, some of those threes in the fourth quarter were just amazing. Rudy was really good tonight, 23-13. and 13. Mike Conley, I thought, was unbelievable tonight. 19 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds against his old team. Donovan struggled. But the Jazz should have had enough in the tank to win. Yeah, they totally. I, I mean, this is a game that, honestly, if back in the hot rod days, you know, I was thinking this is one you put in the fridge. You know, you're up, you're up six with a minute, no, nine, minute nine, and the Jazz really closed those out usually pretty well. So, you know, a couple of tough things there down the stretch, but um, ultimately it was a, it was Memphis toughness and fight, and really they they didn't want to quit. You know, they just kept playing. 
Uh, Jazz outscored 7-0 in the final minute nine. Mm. And that's that's tough. That's brutal. That is brutal. I mean, that's stuff you don't, like, I know coaches aren't sleeping tonight. That's going to be a lot of meeting, yelling, saying fun, adult words, and watching a lot of film. And this is, you know, I, I think it would be a little more concerning if this were an uncharacteristic for a Jazz team. I mean, this is this team's been together for a long time. They certainly know how to close out games. It's not like you and I have done a bunch of post games where the Jazz have these tough losses where they haven't been able to close out. Tonight was just the exception. And and honestly, you know, getting back to the you can't really blame the ref thing. I mean, you have a bad turnover with 14 seconds to go. You know, that's... That's the way that uh, comebacks happen, and that's entirely self-inflicted. And, again, give Memphis credit for, for playing hard the whole way, but gotta hang on to that basketball coach. Yeah, it's, you know, but but in the same breath, like guys that don't sprint back in transition. You know, it's one basket, and you start thinking about that through the game, um, and it tells you how far you are from really being uh, a great, great team because there's so many things that Jazz could have done to dip, make the outcome different. But they'll harp on it, and I doubt it'll happen very much this year if it if it happens again. Right? No, it's just not not that they won't lose a close game, but, but not like yeah, but not like that okay. where it was just where you feel like you're in the middle of dinner. Somebody comes in unannounced, steals everything off the table, and walks out, and you're sitting there ready to eat, and there's nothing on the table. That's what it felt like. <laughs> this felt like one of those games that was going to be just close enough that you were going to have the foul shot game at the end, and it's going to be one of those you know where. Jazz win by five or six because they made their foul shots. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because they execute, get it where they want to get it. You know, but there were a couple, like you go back and watch some of those possessions that, you know, the long, long three, you know, the Jazz had to take because the ball didn't hit the rim, trying to avoid a shot clock violation. Just stuff you don't typically see yeah. when they're trying, when they're closing out games. And, you know, you look at uh, the third quarter where the Jazz came out of half playing really, really well, but then Memphis goes on a run at the end of the quarter and ends up outscoring the Jazz 38-36 to 36 in the third. I mean, that's – you scored 36 points in a quarter. You should be feeling pretty good about stretching a lead, not giving up 38. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great point. Um, and, and it is typically when the Jazz guard – and when the defense is kind of a constant that they are able to kind of just do their other stuff. But when defense slips with this team, a lot of other things seem to, to as well. Memphis scored 24 points off the Jazz 15 turnovers. It's a difference in the game. Yes. Big though, I mean, that's the difference between a, you know, a double-digit win and losing by one. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's a lot of ways to dissect it, and every single one will make you sick. Because you could have done something about it. That's the stuff that drives you crazy as a coach, as a player, as a fan. Memphis only had seven uh, turnovers tonight. And Memphis had 16 offensive rebounds. 16, yeah. And Double that, digits in the second half. I mean, it was just, yeah, the, the all the stuff we talked about that was going well, transition defense, you know, doing a pretty good job on the glass, all that stuff kind of broke apart. Yeah, the offensive rebound problem comes back out of the woodwork. That's a weird one such a good rebounding team usually is the Jazz to have that issue in multiple games now, including multiple home losses. And they got out-rebounded 50-46 to 46 as a team. So, uh, that, that yeah, I mean, a lot of different things you can say, you know, we can control stuff like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> you would think so. Um, let's, uh, let's do a feature here. Let's get to the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. 
Certipro painters, proven, trusted experts in painting. Let's see where the points in the paint uh, ended up tonight, Coach. Um, Jazz outscored 46 to 42 in the paint by Memphis. That's Jaw getting in the paint doing his thing, probably, right? Yeah, for sure. And they play a lot there, right? That's remember from the playoffs, like they'll they love to isolate and get into that mid range. Um, so they're good there. Uh, but I felt like, again, he just. He kind of, the Jazz had him pretty contained. And his 9 for 30, he did have to earn it. But it seemed like he kind of got loose. And Coach Wells talked about him wanting him to play in a crowd all night. And it felt like he broke out apart from the crowd in the second half and was more playing one against another guy. Let's get some postgame sound going. Let's uh, send things down to the locker room, or, well, I guess the media room, and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. What would you like to got out of that last look? Well, Donovan was open really quickly early. Um, we, you know, we got the ball back, um, back to Donovan, I should say. So we have the ball in our best player's hands in the middle of the floor. And, um, you know, you always want to get a, a cleaner look. thought Rudy got pushed out um, by the initial screen. And, uh, you know, he eventually got flat. And gave Donovan space, but you know I don't, I don't think that you know what, what hurt us was giving up offensive rebounds, um, particularly you know late, and you know obviously the last the last free throw, um, you know we secured the ball, but that's the rule, um, regardless of when they blow the whistle. But again. You know, giving up um, the two ends of the possession, you know, our transition defense and our defensive rebounding. You know, those scored 50-plus points on those two areas. Um, you know, fast break points can usually add a dozen points to those as far as what's considered a fast break and what's considered, you know, kind of in the flow and transition. So I think, you know, if we – have right focus in those two areas. We're we're not in a position that we're in at the end of the game. Just getting that those are the two areas that we've kind of talked about consistently after some games like this. What do you do to kind of drive it home? I mean, I'm sure you're sick of like doing nothing. No, I mean, I think you do everything you can, you know, and we've. Hopefully, you know, there's situations sometimes you, you know, you learn the hard way, as they say, um, you know, but it, it's something that, you know, we're going to need to be able to do to win. And it's, it's just that simple. And tonight highlighted, highlighted it, but there's been some other games where we've had the same, you know, the same situation. Offensively, Mike had, uh, well, actually, Mike had a good game, kind of running pick and roll with McGrady. And I guess when you're going down the stretch of a game like that, and you know, Mike had several opportunities there, and then Bogey is shooting as well as he did. Mm-hmm. How are you deciding who to get the ball? You know, who to get the ball to essentially? Yeah, I mean, Donovan was handling, and it was either Mike coming out um, out of the nail, kind of like he'd been doing, or Boyan coming out. Um, I mean, at the other end of the free throw. And Boyan came out and got the ball. He'd been getting shots off the ball. So that's, uh, you know, our execution down the stretch 
you know, wasn't what it needed to be, um, you know, for a number of possessions. And then we did get some, you know, some good looks when, when we executed. Um, you mentioned Boyan got those threes where you know, our timing was good. But uh, again, that's, you know, when you have different guys that are making plays, you know, Donovan traditionally has been that guy down the stretch. Um, but as you said, you know, the, those are, um, you know, however you handle attacking a matchup or, you know, that that's that's something that we'll continue to, to do and make those decisions. And um, in this instance, we didn't get as good a look with Boyan, obviously, as we wanted. Um, and again, you know, not to you, you want to be better at everything. And, you know, we we've executed really well um, in fourth quarters, um, but we you know, we didn't we didn't tonight. But again, I, we're, we're just not in those situations if we take care of things that we can control. And then John Rand and Desmond Bain both had good scoring nights. And just yeah. curious what you, how you evaluate your defense against them. Well, you know, Bain got going early um, with a couple transition situations. Um, you know, I don't know what, you know, numbers were from the floor. You know, Rant's 9 of 30, so he's going to attack. And, you know, the biggest play made was the, the tip on the free throw rebound. Um, you know, and Bain, obviously, um, like I said, I thought, you know, we lost track of him a couple times. A couple times there were offensive boards where he was loose and a couple times in transition. So, you know, you'd like to think we could do a, a better job. You know, like I said early, I think he did he have their first seven points um, or five of seven. So he, he got some clean looks early. Um, but, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I, they scored half their points in transition on the offensive glass. So um, both those guys, you know, I thought we made Morant work. Uh, thought we could have done a little better job on Bain in the half court a couple times. Um, but for the most part, I'd have to watch the tape and see exactly where his buckets came. You know, we got lost on a couple of staggers, screens. He turned the corner on a couple of dribble handoffs where, you know, maybe we, we could have switched sooner and gotten our bigs up on them, but I thought we did a good job of that versus Ja. Talked about execution in the fourth quarter, previous to that, and then also in earlier quarters in the other games. Do you feel like, it seems like there's been sort of a let up, not to close quarters, that you guys haven't been closing quarters very well? Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, I think, I think in general, it's something that we fight as a group, that, you know, when, whether it's, you know, it's been at the beginning of the game, you know, tonight, um, it's been at the end of quarters, you know, our, our focus, um, you know, on, on competing through the, the little things, um, and executing, uh, is, isn't there. And then it's there for a while and we build a lead and then our focus lets up. And that's been, um, there's been a couple of times when, you know, we've really sustained it and that consistency you know, is what, what you need. I mean, they're, they were obviously coming off a tough night last night and we knew where we were going to be in the type of game that we were in. Um, but again, there's, there's certain things that we can control. And those are the things that as much as anything focus on, and obviously, you know, focus on the execution, both on the offensive and defensive end, but on the front end and the back end of the possession, if we don't take care of those two things, 
um, we just make it a lot harder on ourselves. All right, there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as the Jazz lose a tough one tonight, 119 to 118 to the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get Coach Lacombe's thoughts on uh, what we just heard from Coach Snyder right there coming up on the other side. We'll also get you some sound from the players. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Uh, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final uh, Grizzlies beat the Jazz tonight, 119 118. Uh, let's, uh, let's see here, coach. Let's uh, get a look at your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game tonight, by the way, was Chick-fil-A night here at the arena download. They had a, did you see the hot air balloon? Absolutely. Uh, balloon? I did. Blimp, not balloon. It was balloon awesome. Outside. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Uh, download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. Uh, let's see foul shots tonight. Uh, coach, a lot of foul shots tonight. Uh, the Grizzlies were 22 of 27, the Jazz were 19 of 25, and certainly felt like the the Grizzlies and the Jazz, for that matter, were both trying to be pretty physical out there. Yeah, it was uh, not really a surprise. These teams really know each other. I think there's a ton of um, you know pride in the fact that they've they've competed against each other in the playoffs, um, and and I think that both teams uh, really enjoy playing against one another. I think the competition is good. I thought the high, the level of basketball for the most part was pretty good, um, and, and then. You know, that last little part, the Jazz just lost uh, connection with them. But uh, overall, very physical, very hard played, and and like you would expect by, you know, with the Taylor Jenkins and Quinn Snyder matchup. What did you think about what Coach Snyder had to say? Anything jump out at you? Uh, just, you know, how many times can you harp on tra- defensive transition? And, you know, I guess he said we've, we've talked about it, we've emphasized it, we've highlighted it. Um, and unfortunately, I guess sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Let's uh, let's keep the uh, post game sound rolling. Uh, let's get back down to the media room and hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. On the final look that Donovan got coming in. Ah, I mean the play was designed for him. He's the he's the man and best player. So of course that he's gonna have a last last shot. So I mean he had a one on one with a all kind of kind of side for 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 himself. He he shot a ball so. Unfortunately, he missed it, but uh, but overall, I think that he's that's his shot. So there's no any any different between that shot and the shot that he was taking like whole game or for whole season. So I think that it's for him and and, and the type of player that he is. That's a, that's a good look. Building up a lead and then losing focus for a while. What can you guys do about that? I mean, yeah, of course, our our focus gotta be gotta be better, and 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 those minutes are when we play great defense. Then we are we are able to run and and have easy easy layups or easy easy threes like like we had in um in the second quarter. But uh, but at the end, it's again came to our energy and and effort. I mean, they had again 
16 offensive rebounds i i think so that's for this kind of game that's 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 too much what are you most disappointed in this loss i mean every every loss hurts and also the atmosphere was was great kind of playoff atmosphere they lost by 40 the game before, so they came with a uh, with different energy. But uh, but like I say, our, our focus and, and, and our effort gotta be gotta be very better, especially on uh, on transition defense and uh, and uh, defensive rebounds. I mean, we are talking about this again, so that's what it is. Why is it been such a struggle to kind of get these things and to not have these things keep popping up? I mean, we gotta be, we gotta be focused. All, all of us is not just one player, and you can take him out, or, or you can blame, blame him. It's, it, it's, all group that, that, uh, that is not doing the, the great job on transition defense and, and defensive glass. So, so like I said, we gotta be more, more focused. We had like good two, three games in, a, in a row after, after those games that we, that we lost. So we gotta, we gotta get back on, on track and, uh, and OKC. You really started to heat up in the fourth quarter. What was working for you individually and for the team as a whole during that stretch? I mean, they were they were trying to to hedge hedge Donovan in pick and roll. So I was I was able to get a to get a two open open looks in a in one minute, and then it was kind of kind of floor opens up for me, and I had a had that corner three. But uh, like I said again, it's it's not about our our offense. We scored almost 120 points. So it's, it's all about our transition defense and, and, and defensive glass. Yeah, right there. Uh, what he said at the end there, coach. Jazz scored uh, 118 points, usually enough for this club to win. Again, getting back to that third quarter where they surrendered 38. And Bogdanovich himself had a really nice game, 24 points, 7-11 from 3-8-14 from the field, but didn't get enough stops. Yeah, and, and we talked about it in the pregame. It's hard to play a team that wants to play fast, and you want to play fast too, but it's hard to do that for an entire game without losing, um, you know, the rhythm of getting back. And the Jazz kind of got sucked into playing up and down. Um, you know, I can think in my head probably 12, 12 to 14 points that they just, you know, by not being really attentive in defensive transition gave up. So uh, the staff will go back and, sh- and watch it. I'm sure that the, the guys are sick of seeing it, but – uh, until it really catches and everybody's on the same page, you know, you got to continue to emphasize. Bogdanovich, though, you know, even in the loss tonight, he's been so much better the last couple of weeks. Him finding his stroke is definitely a positive for this team going forward. Yeah, and he made big shots tonight, too, right? He made tough shots and big shots and shots there in the clutch. So it, it's great. And you, you kind of file that away because that's a guy who you feel like could do that, you know, on a night like tonight in the clutch, but also. Uh, in the playoffs, we've seen it where he's had huge nights. So a great asset to have on your team. It's nice to see Boyan in a good rhythm. I feel like if the Jazz pulled out the victory, we'd be talking about that play where Rudy had the big block, Royce on yeah. uh, on on the break, and then finds Bogdanovich who just knocked it down. And I that. thought that's when it was over. I mean, the Jazz <clears throat> that was the are, biggest play of the game at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's when that's the way they they dismiss teams, right? They make those extra plays down the stretch. But unfortunately, it was Memphis that made more plays tonight. Uh, let's uh, speaking of Rudy Gobert. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from the man himself. Three possessions in a row, we give up offensive rebounds. You know, so it's uh, I mean, just uh, just too many, 
too many mistakes for, for a team that we that has the kind of experience that we have, you know, it's uh it's not really acceptable that we don't get on the same page offensively and we don't rebound at the end of the game. So just uh it's a tough loss. You know, we just gotta remind ourselves, you know, especially when you know it's it's go time. I mean we those guys played a it was a hard battle the whole game, but we, we get in a position when we get up six at the end. Like we we gotta be connected, we gotta have our head and uh we gotta get those rebounds. You know, it's uh that's how you finish games. So I finished possessions. From your perspective, what happened on the uh, in this free throw? Uh, stop? This is a bad call. I mean, the, I don't want to put the game on that, but it didn't help for sure. But yeah, it shouldn't be the tip. You know, we had the rebound and they called, uh, they blew the whistle after we had the rebound in our hands. And they realized that there was no reason to blow the whistle. So we ended up with a, with a jump ball. Uh, I could have won the jump ball. We could have won the game that way too but uh yeah just a lot of uh, small things that just add up and we end up in the loss and then what happened on the ensuing after after Memphis comes to the table what kind of happened defensively uh I overhelped I uh uh I got stuck in the paint a little bit too 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 deep you know I thought job was going to get to the rim but uh Mike did a great job defensively so I should have uh, I should have stayed a little uh, further on the shooter. And, you know, you're up two, uh, make Jar hit a tough two, maybe, and uh, play the overtime if you got to play an overtime. There's Rudy Gobert. Man, I love Rudy's honesty. Talking about that play where Jaron Jackson made the, the three pointer to go ahead by one, Rudy talked about how he overhelped. I mean, how many players do you hear come in and specifically admit uh, to, you know, minor mistakes like that? Rudy could have easily just played that off as, uh, you know, Jaw got into the paint and uh, they got an open shot. But, no, talked about overhelping and even complimented Mike Conley on the defense he was playing and how it was not necessary. Man, uh, I I like Rudy. I, li- I like all the post-game interviews, honestly, because I think the Jazz refreshingly have some honest players. But, how about that? That's that's what you get from Rudy. He'll tell you uh, what he did right, but he'll tell you what he did wrong too. Yeah, I, I've coached too many guys that would have said, you know, we were make up a story, right? Right. Like, we, yeah. We, we tried to sub, but we couldn't. So, <laughs> you know, we had two bigs in there. So I thought that, you know, no, I tried no, no. to do one of these. No, and, no, uh, no, no. You know. It was just, hey, look, I overhelped, and yeah. and not only did I overhelp afterwards, I I mean, I mean, Mike did a really good job to to understand that Mike was fine. And didn't necessarily need him. It was a little surprising to me too, because I do believe the Jazz are play the percentages, um, and I think in that situation, you know, you would live way more with a, a tough contested two rather than a you know step into three. Even though the guy shoots thirty five percent, but I think to get beat, you know, that that was definitely a play that the Jazz could have handled better. And Rudy was probably, you know, upfront and honest. That was him that came too far into help. As usual, Rudy is your master of the glass. <clears throat> Brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Rudy, once again, your Master of the Glass tonight. 13 boards for Rudy, including two offensive rebounds. But Rudy talked about how those three offensive rebounds that Memphis got in the fourth quarter were a real difference maker. So, 
need to be better on the glass, uh, to no doubt about it. Yeah, it's a theme that's reared its head, right? We've talked a lot about the rebounds. We've talked a lot about defensive transition. I think those things defensively, the Jazz can really do a much better job at shoring up. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Your final, the Grizzlies uh, beat the Jazz tonight, 119-118. More sound coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. 119-118 is your final Jazz fall uh, at the last second uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they got a three-pointer from Jaron Jackson to put them ahead after kind of a, a final, not kind of, a, a final minute collapse from the Jazz and an inadvertent whistle that didn't go their way. Circumstances uh, have it that the Memphis Grizzlies come away with the narrow uh, victory. Uh, we're going to get some more player sound coming up here momentarily, but uh, it comes down to it, uh, Coach. Jazz had a tough time uh, stopping John Morant and Desmond Bain down the stretch. Yeah, they did. They, you know, it was the stuff that they knew going in was going to be difficult. Um, you know, I, I think the, the phrase Quinn used that I love because it keeps it really simple is that you you, you got to do your best to control the controllable. Um, there's a lot of things that you can control. You can control, um, you know, whether you make the extra pass or, or you can control whether you dribble it one too many times. You can control um, if you sprint back in transition and uh, give an effort on the rebounds. You know, the, all sorts of different things you can control. And there's plenty that the Jazz can control that will, you know, ultimately – they're a good enough team, but but they have to, like everybody else, they have to pay attention to those details because in the details, um, you know, that's really where, where things are sorted out. One lost, and unfortunately tonight, the Jazz just didn't take care enough of those controllable details. Jaw finished with 32, Desmond Bain 28, Jaron Jackson with 26. Let's get some more postgame sound. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. I, mean, I should have hit it, but... There are a few things, you know, just getting in there, going right. You know, I got a shot that I wanted. You know, I'll take it. You know, I'm, I turned it over possession before. That's what I'm really, you know, on a move I make a thousand times. So that's that was that's where my head is at right now. It seems like you guys have kind of had up and down problems where it's like you get a little bit of lead and then you can't really close out quarters yeah. or close out the game. And it's like, why, why is this continuing? Just be lit up. You know, and that's a team that wanted this win bad. And we just can't let up. That's the biggest thing. Like, keep our foot on the gas. And, you know, credit to them. They they came out and willed, the way, willed their way to a win. So a few games now where we talked about where it's been kind of consistent thing and the defensive rebound, the transition defense. Uh, how frustrating is it that these problems keep cropping up? And, and what do you guys feel about it? It's on us at this point. Like, there's really not much else to say, Eric. You know, to be honest, it's just we got to do it or this happens, you know, like stuff like this happens. You know, we can't put it on two plays. It's a consistent thing over and over again. So we got to we got to lock in as a group one through 15, 17. How many guys on the team? We got to do it. Really... 
I mean, they got three offensive rebounds down the stretch. Um, I turn the ball over. You know, even if we miss a shot, like, we got to be able to close defense. We got to be able to get hits. We got to be able to, you know, when the team gets second look, we play good defense. And then we give them another look, and it's hard, you know, to guard three times in one possession. So um, we got to get hits, man. We got to box out. We got to get back in transition because – and also we got to stop turning the ball over. Like, you know, that makes it harder for us to get back in transition. So once we do that, we'll be in better shape. You were Five for twenty. Was that something they were doing defensively, or is that you like the shots you were getting? I missed some shots. Uh, credit to them. You know they 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 guarded well, but I just missed some shots tonight. It happens. Um, but yeah, there is Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Donovan tonight. You heard uh, talked about some struggle shooting. He was five of twenty. He had eighteen points. He did have eight assists and six boards, so not a bad all-around game for Donovan Mitchell. But uh, did you like the shots Donovan was getting tonight, even though he went five for 20? I didn't like him as much. Um, You know, I thought there were several times where he maybe took a shot coming off a ball screen, didn't really have his his shoulders squared. I I thought he might have been in a little bit of a hurry tonight. Um, You know, that play down the stretch that he turned it over, um, you know, he, again, just one, two, one dribbles too many, maybe thinking you can get it further. But uh, Donovan's, Donovan's always really honest, too. And, um, you know, I think he said it best. This is, all, this is on them at this point, right? This is everybody understands what it is. And I, I do think this team has a tendency when things look like they're, you know, the haze in the barn, you know, they're, they're ready to turn the, the music on and, and, and dance. And you got to finish the game. I mean, it's, it is a... It's, a, it's definitely a, a thing with this team. And so uh, another opportunity to learn from, unfortunately, a tough situation tonight. Got to close it out. Can't give up those offensive boards. You heard Donovan talk about that. Uh, Rudy had talked about that too, giving up those. Uh, it's tough to reset and play defense three different times like that. And uh, he mentioned the turnover play that uh, Donovan says he does a thousand times and made a mistake there. And he, he seemed satisfied, I guess, with the final shot that uh, that he got right there. I don't think he wants to complain, but. I think he probably would have liked a little bit better look. Yeah, I, I didn't think, you know, it seemed to me like the, the play kind of got, and I think David alluded to it uh, in the broadcast, and then uh, Quinn talked about it too, but, you know, that Donovan was open for a split second, um, but it seemed to take a minute, and then when he got the ball back, it was more like he was retreating. And um, I always love a play there where you force, you know, you're, you're driving the ball, to either have them stop you, and and I don't necessarily mind to kick out there even, um, but I just didn't like the. It was more of a fadeaway. Didn't really. It's one of those make or miss things. Um, I like to c- control the odds a little better. And the Jazz have in the past been pretty creative. Yeah, they have in, out of those situations. I mean, this is just me speaking, but it seemed to lack a little creativity tonight. And maybe that was something Memphis was doing defensively and. Donovan, you know, you heard Bogdanovich talk about it. He's the best player on the team, you know, had the ball in those situations. It was just a tough, tough shot. And and by the way, Desmond Bain, give him a lot of credit. The guy plays his butt off on both sides of the basketball. Had a great game tonight. And I don't know how, you know, we're not dialed into Memphis game in and game out, but uh, if he can be consistently that good, <laughs> he's going to be a special player. Man, he was, he, he was a find, right? Uh, just a kid who came out of college with, he already was ready-made NBA body, but man, he just has a really good feel for the game, and his stroke is pure. I mean, he can really shoot that ball. 
All right, let's get uh, some more post-game sound. Let's get back down to the media room and hear from Mike Conley. You know, I think the, they made a few plays defensively, got in transition, maybe we get to the free throw line. Um, obviously, we had some, we had the free throw and the goal 10 situation. And at that point, um, you know, it comes down to, you know, 14 seconds and, and they made the plays, um, and we didn't. They come, that's what it comes down to in a game like this. And um, I think that before that six-point lead, I think we we had opportunities to to push it up a little bit, and um, just never really got to to get over that hump and let them hang around too long. And they've got guys who make plays, and and they made them at the end of the game. You had the pick and roll going, you know, especially early through well, three quarters and first half of the fourth, and then did that and heck even up to the last two minutes. Did you kind of go away from that, or I mean, how do you decide whether or not and kind of what you're running like down the stretch like that? Um, it depends. You know, we 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 like the matchup that we had going with the pick and roll and what we were doing, and um, we we're just trying to find different ways to to get in the paint, and make plays, and at the end of the game, Donovan, you know. Donovan's the guy and we try to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. And, um, you know, some nights we, it works, some nights it doesn't, and that's just what it is, but he's going to be our guy, you know, night in and night out. And, um, and we just, you know, at that point in the game, two, three minutes left, we just weren't able to get to the, the deep corner situation and, uh, and, and get there. And they did a good job of, you know, forcing us and other stuff. And we just got to be better as a whole when it comes to executing, um, late game. I thought, you know, early our defense wasn't where it needed to be, especially on uh, Bain. I thought he, you know, kind of got some comfortable shots early. And um, once you get a guy like that, it gets hot. It's, it's, it's tough. But uh, like you said, Jaws, we made him work for it. You know, he, he definitely uh, had to work for it, but um, we put him on a free throw line a few times. Um, I wasn't a fan of it. a few times, a couple of times we put him on the line. Um, but you know, that's what he does. He draws fouls and gets there and makes plays. So, um, I mean, obviously transition is going to be what we talk about most games. Um, we get in the half court, we feel like we are one of the best in the league defensively. So, uh, getting back on defense is still going to be key for us to, to win games like this. Transition defense, defensive rebounding popped up again. Um, why has that been such a struggle for you guys this season? Um, you know, it's it's tough. We know what we need to do. And, you know, we gotta just we gotta want to do it more and, and be more consistent with it. because uh, it's no secret. I think a lot of teams they find that, you know, you don't want to be in half court. So let's push it. Like just throw it up the court and see what happens and and try to get easy baskets uh, against the Jazz. And, you know, once that's out there, teams are just going to continue to try to do that um, and, and give themselves the best chance of winning. So um, for us, it's just to continue to work, continue to, to you know, be accountable. I think we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of being stuck in the backcourt, yelling at a ref or, you know, our attention isn't on that part of the game. So um, we just got to be better. There's Mike Conley. Uh, there's been some consistent themes throughout the post-game uh, press conferences, and uh, transition defense is certainly one of those, as Mike gives a, a breakdown right there, how they're really good defending in the half court, so teams are going to want to push it and try and score in transition. They've got to get back, Coach. Yeah, you got to get back. It's, it, it's not a, uh, I'll try. 
you've got to get back. I mean, the whole idea of transition defense is you you want to beat the defense down there before they can get set, and you certainly are going to be set before they come back at you. And, um, you know, it's hard to do that on a turnover. That's why we talk about live ball versus dead ball. We used to chuckle, you know, when we were we, – we would way more prefer a guy – take the ball and kick it all the way to the top of the arena and we can run back and set as opposed to, you know, trying to feed a pass in there that gets stolen because you're just at the mercy of how fast they can push it. Um, but but when you make or miss a shot, you should be back and set. And, uh, you know, Mike knows that. I, I thought Mike's, you know, I thought he nailed it right there at the point of the night. Um, they, they had a chance to knock him out. I mean, they had they had their chances and they – like Donovan said, they get complacent sometimes with the lead. So, again, things you earmark, things that you realize that we're early in the year. This isn't going to kill us tonight, but it might kill us down the road if we don't fix it. 119 to 118 is your final of the Jazz Fall tonight here at Vivint Arena. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. And mysubaruis.com. We will get your play of the night. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one as well. Straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Pick and roll comes to get Bogdanovich on to Moran. He drives. Gobert cuts him off and blocks the shot. Picked up by O'Neal. O'Neal to the front court. O'Neal going coast to coast. Flares to bogey for a three. Yes! All right, that's your play of the game right there. Brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz fall tonight, 119-118 to the Memphis Grizzlies here at Vivint Arena. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you tonight. Jazz lose. Uh, they were led by Bogdanovich, who had 24 points, 7-11 from 3-8-14 from the field. Rudy, 23 points, 13 boards, 5 blocks in the loss. Mike Conley, 19 points, 8 assists. Donovan Mitchell, 18 points on 5-20 shooting, 8 assists, and 6 boards for Donovan. But it was really Memphis's kind of big three tonight uh, with John Morant, 32, including a really great fourth quarter and great play down the stretch. He had 7 assists and 4 rebounds. Desmond Bain, 28 points, played great on both sides of the basketball tonight. And Jaron Jackson with 26, including that uh, go-ahead three-point bucket uh, with about uh, five seconds to go that ended up uh, sealing the victory for the Memphis Grizzlies. And, Coach, uh, give us kind of a, a few things you're taking from this one. Well, I think the – it's pretty obvious and evident that, um, you know, it's breakdowns in key areas. Um, it, the, the, what's concerning, I guess, is it hap- it's happened a bunch. I think it's been identified, and it's just that whole want to, you know, I think there may be, is there something there, you know, reason guys aren't doing it? Because that, that would be the logical question. Well, if you know what to do, you, you know. So th- th- as a coach, that's the part that gets you a little bit, I think, um, you know, this is this stuff right now is, in my mind, can be really helpful um, if if at some point you know it all kind of sinks in, because like Quinn said, sometimes the only way to learn stuff is the hard way, and um, 
you know, unfortunately, that one tonight, it did feel. I've been on the wrong end of so many of those games. And, and as many games as, as the Jazz win, um, you know, it's games like that that they take a nick out of you because you had that thing, you know, that the place went berserk. Uh, the Jazz take a six-point lead um, with a minute nine and then get outscored seven to zero. Um, and those those things, they, they stick with you. So, um, you know, not a whole lot of time to – they got to jump on a plane, get to Oklahoma. Um, but, you know, just an opportunity to try to get better in the areas that – were identified again and again and again tonight. Man, you're right about that because it seems like we've heard the right things from everybody in the postgame tonight. We had four players and Coach Snyder. They all kind of said the same stuff, specifically about the transition defense, but throw in the offensive rebounds uh, that they gave up in the turnovers as well. And everybody's talking about exactly what they need to do. I think you, it's an astute observation. They need to figure out why it's not happening and then do it. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that's why guys, <clears throat> that's why coaching, coaches get a lot of money. Um, because that is the trick is how do you, how do you figure out how to make it so meaningful that it doesn't become something you forget to do part of the game? Uh, it's something you just is a constant and there's a lot of constants in the jazz culture. And so I, I know that those things exist. It's just a matter now of, yeah, figuring out how to do it. Sounds like it was kind of like putting the toilet seat down in my house. You just got to do it. You know you got to do it. You just have and to. And, you know, sometimes you start to walk out and and you haven't. And, uh, but you're gotta committed go to it. Gotta you got to go back. You, you got to go keep your word. And do Isn't that the story with so many things in life? You, you, you know what you're doing wrong. You know what you need to do right. But for some reason, you just keep doing it wrong. I've been there. I've been there so many My times. My wife's an expert. She's lived with uh, a guy doing that very thing for 30 years today. And to put a bow, yeah. Hey, is it actually, today is the day? Today's today the day. is actually the day? Yeah. How about that? Where'd you guys get married? We got married here in Salt Lake. All right. Yeah. So Magic. Crazy journey. Yeah, she's she's one of a kind. The only one who have weathered the storm. Oh, I'm sure it's been nothing but smooth sailing Hurricane for you guys. Timmy. You guys are a great couple. Are you kidding? Great kids. Making it happen. 30 years? 30. Oh, man. That's awesome. Congratulations, Coach. Well, let's get a – hopefully the Jazz can get it together and figure out a way to to get out there Wednesday and get back on defense. All right. Uh, a couple of things before we get up out of here. I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Mills Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the regular season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to watch Jazz Game in a Suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. We want to say big thanks to Lock and Boone, doing a great job calling all the action. Thanks to the broadcast assistants who worked on the broadcast tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Of course, Coach Lacombe, thanks, buddy. It's been great to see you. You've had a long day. Uh, appreciate all your work. No, man, great being with you. And, uh, yeah, just I, this is when I'm glad I'm not a coach. I'm going to I'm actually going to forget all this stuff. I'm going to go nice. listen to some rock and roll. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It roll is nice. home and rock out. That's that right. Doesn't, that doesn't sound terrible. Uh, your final score, 119 to 118, the Jazz fall to the Memphis Grizzlies. Our next broadcast is coming your way Wednesday night. Jazz will be in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. That game will tip off a little after 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 5, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.